You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. What's up, guys? Welcome into Good Morning Lambo. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us, Packers Total Access at gmail.com. You can text us, 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim live in Green Bay. We got Jacob in Wisconsin as well here to talk a little Packers football. I want to give a quick shout-out, though. Tom Hine, new member of the PTA Posse, YouTube member. Appreciate you, Tom. Welcome aboard, buddy. We'll make sure we get your name entered into any of the uh, the giveaways we have going forward. Anyone who's got an active membership, we like to give back. So uh, really appreciate you supporting the stream, Buff. Um, let's see what Tom had to say in the comments. He said, new member, wanted to add to yesterday's discussion about Bach. He can't be cut unless he passes a physical or he agrees to an injury settlement, which could be $2 million to $20 million. Interesting, very interesting. I seen some conversation about that, Tom, on Twitter yesterday, and uh, it, there was many people saying that's not true. So I don't know the details of it, to be quite honest. I do trust Spotrack. I trust uh, Over the Cap, and they've got the number, the dead, the dead cap set at you know a certain number. Now, there's no special notes on his contract on Spotrack. To the best of my knowledge, typically they'll put that in there that, hey, he's on injured reserve technically, or you know there may be an injury settlement involved. I know there's some injury insurance, too, to a certain extent that I don't fully understand, um, where a team will get compensated back some cap space if a player did not play because he was injured. I don't understand all the uh, all the details there either, but appreciate you, you digging sure into that. that? <laughs> I'm not sure about anything. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we just go off of Spotrax numbers and the, and the things that we're hearing. Um, we've seen several articles written that it's going to free up roughly $20 million. So that's what we're basing our numbers off of. But, hey, man, you you could be correct here, right? Um, it, it might be much, much less the fact that he's injured. But, again, not sure exactly how that's going to play out. But appreciate you becoming a member, man. I know we got everybody in the house here. We got Andres in here. We got Peter Stone. Uh, Peter Stone with a question here, I'm assuming. He says, so, guys, I know I've already asked this yesterday, but you guys never got to answer it. Look at Peter on us already, man. Ooh, so what? Pete. So what players do you? We were very professional last night too, man. I don't see what <laughs> So what players do you guys think will show out at the combine and shock everyone, bringing his stock way up? I'm the wrong guy to ask that question to because I don't really. There's many, many people who like deep dive the draft and they really kind of focus on 40 yard dash times and stuff. You know, one of the positions we've been keyed in on is safety. And Jacob, you had a graphic I think you put yesterday and it kind of looked like you might have had 40 yard dashes included in that graphic. Is that right? Yeah, it's kind of a cool thing that NFL Buzz does. Um, It takes all your top prospects and it lines them up on a on a line chart, on a dot chart uh, with and they cross reference your weight and your 40 time basically Mm -hmm. to see like how big of a freak are you kind of thing yeah um but yeah but um to answer his point a little more the guys are looking for uh peyton wilson he's supposedly going to be running sub four five forty guys a beast. um there's guys uh is it troy franklin the guy from oregon the wide receiver apparently he's running in the four three threes uh there's a couple guys that might even dip below that most of them are going to be um your cornerbacks and your wide receivers that are kind of looking like freakish but um there's a few defensive linemen apparently guys that are running possibly in the four sevens, four eights that are over three fifteen. Uh there's about two or three of them that possibly could do it. And that'd be <laughs> that'd be pretty good. That'd be cool to see. Absolutely. You want me to go ahead and pop that graphic up that you that you shared since we're kind of on this? Yeah, we got DBs and safeties, I believe I uploaded. Well there's only one of those images disappeared. I don't know what happened to it. Um we've still got one, but yeah, it looks like the second one is gone. I don't know exactly what happened, but I, I think I've got the safeties right here for you. Um and, and I can start digging into it if you want me to while you try to find the other one. What, what was the other position you said you had? Uh, uh, cornerbacks. Cornerbacks. Okay, gotcha. 
So yeah, do you want to try to pull that back up and upload, or do you think that's a bad, that's a no go while we're live? It's totally cool if you can't. It's fine. You can try if you want to. I can send it to you in an email. Um, so this basically this chart is showing. If you look there on the far left bottom corner, there you got Tyler Newbin. He's running around a four six forty, but he weighs about two ten. On the opposite side of that, you have Jalex Hunt, who runs a four six two, but he's two forty eight. That's a big boy. I didn't know. But if you look in the middle there, you kind of see some of these guys that we've been looking at. Um, Malik Mustafa was a dude that I did not look at until yesterday. Somebody in the chat actually told me to check him out. Um, he is a safety, I believe, out of God, maybe Purdue. Uh, I can't remember what the team was, but I, another guy. He he probably is my fifth ranked safety right now because he was just flying around, loves to make contact, coming up to the line of scrimmage. Really decent ball skills too, like in the air. But I mean, as far as <clears throat> just being one of those another dogs, like I hate that. Malik Mustafa, all of a sudden is a guy where if we drafted him in whatever round, I'd be jacked. Wake Forest, thank you, Peter. Mm-hmm. Yep. And where did these forty-yard dash times come from? Do you do you know Jacob exactly where they came from? I, I'm assuming this was maybe what they ran in college. Or? They do college day. They um they actually will show if you click on the individual person if you go to their mm-hmm. draft NFLDraftBuzz.com, it shows whether or not it was a pro day, a college day, or like an independent gotcha just a workout okay got it and i know they do they track that more more now than they ever have in college you know there was a time when no one you know you ran the 40 yard dash coming out as a recruit and that was it you didn't run it until you got to the nfl but uh that's good information though tim uh anything stick out to you here i mean obviously tyler newman hey let that cat drop let him drop because you turn on the tape again you're looking for me, the combine stuff is, does it confirm what you see on tape? Not does it disconfirm it, right? So, like, I don't even think that's a word, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> it's for, not for, <laughs> Half of my vocabulary is not words. <laughs> if Tyler Newbin drops in this draft, I'm going to be over the freaking moon, especially over 40-yard dash because you guys know how I feel about that stuff. Like, how often did we need our safety to be full speed last year? Now, how many times did we want them to be quicker in tight spaces, right? That's the big thing. And how many times did we want them to actually tackle the ball carrier? <laughs> That's another thing. So I think the 40-yard dashes can get a little bit overblown for sure. I mean, we've seen it with Savage, right, um, yeah. around the horn last night, and, and and nobody was, like, over the moon saying, all right, yeah, we're going to – we need to re-sign Sav. We need to re-sign Sav. That dude ran a 4-3-6, if I remember correctly. Um, uh, speaking of Savage, though, Someone who's not on this chart, but has been kind of often on my radar, uh, six foot one, 200 pounds out of uh, Maryland, I believe, Bo Braid. Bo you got Braid, anything yeah. on Bo Braid, Jacob? Uh, nothing gonna... specific. Yeah, he's just, he's a, I mean, he was, depending on where you look, um, I used like three or four different sites. He's kind of all over the place. A lot of people think that he's in the top eight. Sometimes I see him though, like in the, you know, bottom 15 type thing. Um, he's a guy where when I put him on, when I watch his tape, he just, I don't know, some parts you see like he flashes, but I think that he would be maybe a late round safety that you'd pick just to maybe see if he could compete kind of thing. But I, I know certain people really liked him. I want to say Jake liked him a lot. I don't want to speak for him. But I'm, I could I'm looking at, and and I'm not clicking on the websites. I've just got the, the Google search up and you know how it gives you like a quick little rundown before you click on the link. It says last updated uh, January 22nd, 2024, draft year, blah, 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 40-yard time for Bo Brave, 4-5-2. But then when you go to the draft scout one, it says 40-yard. Uh, no, nah, that, that's something else. It's 4.34. I don't think that's correct there. So it looks like it's 4-5-2 according to draft buzz. I'll double-check it real quick. I think that's what they've got his 40 time at, though. Um, four, as long five, as he can tackle and catch a ball thrown directly to him, it's okay yeah. with me. That's me, yeah. man. Like, and that's where we get really hung up on some of the measurables. And I know it's important. It's important because Goody and, and every other executive take it serious, right? Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, four four five two is what they've got him at Jacob, and he on Draft Buzz it looks like eighty two point one was his rating. So that rating that you've got on this graphic, that's their actual rating on Draft Buzz, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's good stuff, man. Because I haven't dove into Draft Buzz, and the more information, the better, man, for sure. So, um, anybody else you you could think of, Tim, that you want to kind of hit on? Um, not as far as safety goes, no. Um, yeah. What, uh, K- K- Jacob Ke- Keaton o- Oladipo. Keaton Oladipo. 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 Uh, 
that's another guy where like for draft buzz they have him listed in like the top seven i think and then if you look at pff or one of the other they've got him quite a bit farther down yeah um, he's like a day three pick yeah but he again he's you know runs a four five two twenty he's right in the middle there where it's kind of he in theory he looks good um when i put him when i watched him on tape i wasn't super impressed but i mean that's just i'm a dude sitting here in my underwear you know what i mean i'm just, <laughs> some random schmo uh that being said you know i <clears throat> this is a deeper safety class than i thought it was and maybe it's just because once you actually you just see a guy's name on paper and you see his grades and you're like oh he's not good or he's this good and then once I start watching, mo- most of the time when I watch a dude on film, I'm like, oh, he's really good. Because they're all – you have to be good to play college ball. You know what I mean? So it's like I I thought I would be uh, <clears throat> much more disappointed in the depth at running back and at safety. But once you dive into them, it's kind of like, oh, man, you, all of them become my guys. I have I have a list now of, like, my big board, and then I have, quote, unquote, my guys. And I just mm-hmm. keep basically transferring dudes over to my guys list. <laughs> it's only a few that I haven't made it, so. Did, I like did, that uh, comment there you just put up. Yeah, Deb Fish. Who's he talking about? Um, he's Deb Fish says draft bus has him listed as five nine. So I hope he measures taller at the combine. Is he not talking sure. about Bo Braid? Um, now Bo Braid's five eleven, so I'm not sure he's talking about. Uh, specify who you're talking about there, Dead Fish, because I'd like to know that too. That's pretty short for a safety, right? If we're still talking, Olat- safety. it could be Olatapu. Yeah, we were just talking about. <laughs> you know what? That's the cool thing about the combine, though, right? Because you get to see the real the real measurables. So all the guys that were standing on their tippy toes or, you know, getting measured with their cleats on, it's, it's, you can't cheat the measurements at the, at the combine. So we're going to find out the truth about a lot of these guys. Yeah, absolutely. I love that Jacob's putting a list together though, man. It fires me up, dude. Mustafa is who he said, Mustafa. So Mustafa, obviously in the top left corner of Jacob's graphic here. Um, and, and again, the weight is running from left to right. Let me let me drop the banner down Actually, real quick so you guys. They do got him at five nine. That's crazy. Yeah. So he's that that's that explains why he's kind of lower on the boards, right? And and that's the other thing too. Like sometimes you know the size thing can be overblown as well. You know, as far as height, it, I think it is important. That's what everybody likes about Tyler New, but I think he's six foot two. He's an absolute monster. But obviously, yeah. you're going to take a hit on your speed if you're a little bit bigger, unless you're a freak like a Sean Taylor or someone like that. Which, by the way, is if anybody has never got to see Sean Taylor highlights, that's a freak. My God, man, what what a blast he was to watch, dude. He was just unbelievable, man. unbelievable. I don't see Cam Kinchins on this list. Yeah, what, what's going on, Jacob? You, Interesting. You, you hating on Kinchins? Jacob's over yeah. there trying to look, uh, look up. <laughs> He's going back to Dallas. That's very different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jacob's out for a second. We'll let him <laughs> let him do his thing. We'll continue this conversation. Um, but as far as Mustafa and Tyler Owens, I'm going to go to PFF and see what they look like. Um, were you going to say something, Jacob? No? Okay. No, that's what I'm looking up. Okay. I'm going to go to their big board real quick, and we're looking for Mustafa and Tyler Owens, right? Um, let's see real quick what they're looking like. Obviously, safety is the topic of the day here. Didn't plan it, but here we are. Um, Mustafa and Tyler Owens. So, Mustafa is ranked 158, okay? And they, PFF, has him at 511, 207. Yeah, that's um, what I got and uh, his PFF grade, 62.9, 71.2, 79.6. I mean, that's that's some steady growth, you know. Um, and then we said, who was the other one? Tyler Owens. See if we can find him. He's he's 249, ranked 249. Six foot two, 210 pounds is what they got him listed at. And uh, PFF grade in 2021, starting in 2021, was 66.7, 71.3, then 56.7. Um, he was ranked 767th out of 852 safeties. So um, <laughs> I just immediately thought of Major League when he said, you may run like Hayes, but you hit like. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see, though, man. You never know, dude. Um, we need to write these players down, though, because I love I love compiling a list of you all, uh, you know, your your favorite players, if you will, some of your favorites. And it's so cool to see if some of these guys get drafted. You know what I mean? Um, it, it was awesome to see Ryan's guy, Zach Tom, get drafted. It was just – it was freaking awesome. He knocked it out of the park. 
and we'll always point to that one because it was just like I had no clue who Zach Tom was. And Ryan was like, it's Zach Tom guy, man. You keep an eye on him. Boom, get him. Stud. Absolutely knocked it out of the park. So uh, there's a little bit of draft talk. Now, as far as the combine itself, um, here is the schedule. Uh, prospects perform in Indianapolis. Um, tune into NFL Network for the 2024 NFL draft coverage. Okay, so here's what you got. Thursday, 2 p.m. Central, which um, what is today, guys? Wednesday. Wednesday, right? I've lost today. So tomorrow, 2 p.m. Central, the defensive linemen and the linebackers will run. So we'll get to see your Peyton Wilson, right? You'll, you'll get to see uh, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., some of these guys, right? Junior Colson, another one I'm really excited to see. I think he'll test well. Um, then Friday, 2 p.m. Central time, you got your defensive back, so you'll get your corners and your safeties running there on Friday at 2 Central, and then the tight ends as well, which we're obviously not as excited about this year as we were last year. Um, Saturday, 12 noon Central time, you got quarterbacks, wideouts, and running backs. That'll be the big, big media circus right there, obviously. And then uh, Sunday, 12 Central time, you'll get your big boys, your offensive linemen, and we know we're going to be in the market for probably – two, three, maybe even four. You know how good he is with his offensive lineman. He's always looking for some of those late-round gems for sure. Um, we got a quick video, actually, from Packers Daily on the combine. Let's just go ahead and hit it since we're talking about it. And I think since the linebackers are going to be running tomorrow, will we say linebackers and who? D-line? Is that what it was? Yep, yeah. Line. Maybe we'll we'll dive into those two positions today and, and see who we're most interested in seeing tomorrow. Is that cool with you guys? Yeah, buddy. All right, yeah, here we go, man. Let's play go. <laughs> this comes from Packers Daily. Uh, the guys are still out there in Indy and uh, just kind of breaking things down for us in real time. Here we go. He throws the ball very effortlessly. Oh, it's easy. He's running smooth, 34-inch arms to go along with it. This is going to be a fun one here with Musgrave. He's moving, guys. Good job. Fresh, not rep. That was impressive. Here at the Combine, all eyes will be on the on-the-field drills. D-linemen and LBs kick things off Thursday. DBs and tight ends go Friday. Then it's QBs, wideouts, and backs on Saturday with offensive linemen closing out the festivities on Sunday. This year's combine saw a total of 321 players invited, including 14 quarterbacks. On Tuesday, Ryan Gutekunst spoke about his own QB1. Really proud of him, you know, to go through the tough stretch in October and see him so steady through all that uh, and just really lead our team to get better week in and week out and to see the rewards at the end of the season. I was very excited for him and, and our football team. One thing that was really gratifying to see, I think, was how our team responded to him as a leader. They genuinely cared for him and wanted to play for him. That's not something you can teach. Brian Gutekunst will have some free agency decisions to make with a dozen unrestricted free agents set to hit the open market on March 13th. Keep it locked on Packers.com for the latest, and thanks for watching Packers Daily. There you go, man, just keeping you up to date on everything, man. They do such a good job. I like that, that list there at the end, too. I didn't even recognize that they were showing that. Let me go back and see if we can pull that up again. Need to get a screen grab of that for sure. So, unrestricted free agents, Corey Ballantyne, Tyler Davis, Josiah DeGuara, A.J. Dillon, Rudy Ford, Yash Nyman, Keyshawn Nixon, Jonathan Owens. I like how they put the most important players in the middle, try to hide them in the middle. You know what I mean? Like, don't put them at the top of the list. Like, don't worry about it, League. These guys aren't available. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jonathan Owens, John Runyon, Darnell Savage, Christian Welch, Eric Wilson, restricted free agents, uh, Robert Rochelle and Patrick Taylor. I'd say Patrick Taylor will probably be back. And then exclusive rights is uh, Caleb Jones. I think I think all three of those will be back. To be honest with you, and they may bring in some some uh, competition for Wheeling too. But I'll tell you, man, Wheeling holding last year, boys, it does not get talked about enough, man. It does not. Daniel Wheeling was, I mean, what a heck of a year he had, dude. He 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 and Rich Basaccia fixed the holding issue. You know what I'm saying? Like it's amazing too because he didn't have a whole lot of experience. So. Um, people are going, what in the hell are we doing talking about a punter? <laughs> I'm just telling you, I remember the days when every time we lined up to snap a ball to a, to a holder, I was going, oh, God, you know, <laughs> catch the thing, please. So, um, 
All right. So with that being said, it's cool seeing Lucas Van Ness and those guys from last year's combine, right? Um, it's always awesome to kind of take a take a look back in history. Go ahead, whoever put it up, read it for me. Good morning, fellas. Finally got an opportunity to catch your show. I tune in every night on third shift. I'm a welder, and getting your perspective on current Packers news is a great move. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's great to move the night along. Thanks, Good stuff. Jake. Love yeah, it. Jake G126. Appreciate you, man. I'm glad you glad you're watching, man. It's it's good to have you in here with us uh, live for uh, for a change for sure, man. You're always welcome. Drop in anytime and glad we can make the night go by a little bit quicker, man. Especially when it gets loose like it did last night. Lord have mercy. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up this morning and went, I dream that. Or did we really act that stupid on the air, man? <laughs> it was it happened it happened I blame Amelia. things could be a lot worse i could be a bears fan it's true it's very true <laughs> all right let's see what else we got in the chat real quick and then we'll dive into some of these <laughs> linebackers and defensive linemen um let's see here uh cheesehead murph said bob sanders 5'8 size does matter hot hot boys um mm-hmm. bob sanders now we're talking about bob sanders that played for the colts right yeah maybe he was saying it doesn't matter i thought bob sanders was a pretty good ball player right before he got hurt Am I oh, thinking right? Yeah, Bob Sanders was great. Yeah. He was, I mean, he was a stud. He boy, he brung the thunder when he hit Murph in the house. It's good to see you, Murph. Always good to see you in here, buddy. Said Murph. AFAM getting straight to the point says Jacob's getting ready to feed his pet iguana in the back. Jacob does kind of look like a guy's got a pet iguana back. Are you got any, you got any exotic animals back there, Jacob? Uh, when I was a kid, I had an iguana. It died. It, it died. <laughs> Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcast was really <laughs> <laughs> Eric Sutherland says Jacob's busy looking at looking at my feet on feet tender. Thanks for the twenty bucks, Jacob. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> right. Peter Stone says Earl Thomas is who I compare Malik Mustafa to. But that's a pretty good comp, man. If he lives up to that, Earl Thomas in his in his prom, you know him and uh, who was the other guy? Uh, Cam Chan- Chandler, yeah, Cam Chancellor, Chandler, yeah. Cam and Chancellor, yeah. They were dominant in that cover three. And, and this defense that we're stepping into, it's kind of molded out of that Legion of Boom defense. So for those of you who don't know, you know, Dan Dan Cam, or I'm sorry, Dan Quinn was the defensive coordinator there, right? And he left, obviously went to Atlanta. Robert Sala um was one of the assistants there as well. And then he takes the job in San Francisco as the DC. Okay. So that that whole defense that we're kind of molding everything around, obviously halfly coached under Sala in San Francisco. When he talk, when you hear Halfley talk about his NFL friends, he's talking about Sala and these guys that kind of came from that Pete Carroll coaching tree, if you will, um, and that that cover three that they played primarily. 
where, you know, you have one safety buzz in the box. You had another one playing deep, deep third. And you had those guys, uh, you know, really playing, playing zone and they wouldn't follow. They would just kind of stay in their zone on opposite ends. And, and that's where, um, you know, Richard Sherman had all the success he had. So it's cool to, to kind of think back of the players that made those type of defenses go. And uh, those are the type of guys you're looking for. Obviously, Earl Thomas's career kind of went down uh, quick there after Seattle. He kind of lost his head a bit, too. Seemed like he, he wasn't a good locker room guy. But, man, when they were in their prime, Bobby Wagner, Earl Thomas, Chancellor, um, Richard Sherman, Bennett. Who was the who was it? Was it Michael Bennett? Am I thinking around the defensive yeah. line? Just a mm-hmm. stud in that three tech. Yeah, they're so good, man. So good. Um, Carboy eighty four says you guys need me to track anyone down at the convention center. I'm in Indy. Um, hey. it's fun, yeah, um, I don't think anybody owes me any money out there. Did anybody owe you all <laughs> any money, guys? You good? Um, I think we're good. Yeah, hey, I tell you what you can do for us, man. Get us get some good pictures. Get some pictures of everything there, right? You know, and what the combine kind of looks and feels like. Um, I would like to go to the combine sometime. It's just uh, I, I come a hair of pulling the trigger on it this year and just going up our last second. But if I take any trips like that, it's going to mean we're we're going to do less shows, and I really want to keep content cranking out for sure. So, um, all right, let's talk about Let's talk about linebackers for a sec. Well, y'all want to start with defensive line or linebackers, since that's what's what's going to be uh, on display tomorrow. Which would y'all start with? Linebackers. Linebackers. All right, let's go linebackers. I'm going to pull up the way my board sits right now. It's going to be a little bit hard for you guys to read, but I can answer any questions you got and find any player on it. You'll you'll find the linebackers will definitely be highlighted in blue, along with uh, safeties and centers because they're tier two. Basically, the greens are tier one and the blue are tier two, okay? And then the whites are just everything outside of that. So um, the board isn't finished, but this is how it sits right now. It's graded by sorted by overall grade. Lower the number in the H column means the more value attached to those prospects, okay? So as we climb down, the first linebacker we're going to come to um, is going to be Junior Colson at 49, okay? So you've seen I've implemented the 33rd team data, and that has dropped down um, – that's my broker. I'm going to tell him to sell real quick. I'm just saying that. Uh, the, uh, you could tell that uh, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. now has dropped down on, on, the, uh, on the draft board significantly. So now Junior Colson is my top linebacker as it sits right now. And, again, I'm still putting more data in, but that's how it sits right now. So we got Junior Colson sitting in the 49 spot. Obviously, he would be available at 25. He would probably be available at 41 as well. Now, when we go down to 50 through 101, the next linebacker is actually Peyton Wilson. So he is leapfrog Jeremiah Trotter Jr. now. Um, so he's in the 63rd spot, okay, out of NC State. That's another guy we're going to look to see run tomorrow. And then you got Jeremiah Trotter Jr. coming in third there at 79th, and then Edgerin Cooper at 87th. So uh, I can go on to the next screen here real quick just to kind of show you if there's any other linebackers that pop on. Yeah, there's uh, – I, I don't know how to say – how do you say his name, Jacob? Is that Olaf? Say what? What? Number 128 there. How do you say his name? Linebacker out of Washington. Oh, uh, yeah. Edifuan Olafosio. Olafosio? Who? All right, we got it. Close enough. And then you got Michael Barrett at 148. All right, so that's how they look on my board. Jacob, who are you excited to see? Obviously, it goes without saying. I want to see Junior Colson. I want to see Peyton Wilson. And I want to see uh, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. and Edger and Cooper. I want to see those guys just go at it, run everything tomorrow, do every drill, get as much information as we can. Who's on your list, man? Yeah, it basically be those, those four or five. And then – um. Do you know what's the guy from Kentucky? Uh, Trent, uh, uh, something Trent or Trent or something like that. Apparently, he could be one of those guys that's a little bit of a freak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see his tape or anything like that, but I mean, it, it does seem like honestly that linebacker might be in like more of that traditional stand up, you know, Mike will linebacker, not like the edge guys. I think right, that might right. be the, the shallowest part of this draft because after those first four or five guys, man, I just don't. Uh, Cedric Gray was going to say, uh, Peter just mentioned him from North Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. He's decent. When I saw his tape, I just wasn't super impressed. A lot of these guys are just, I don't know, man. I feel like the linebacker position is such a weird spot nowadays because they have to do so much. You know what I mean? Like so, so much. 
Yeah. Trevin Wallace. That's what I was looking at. Yeah, Trevin Wallace. And PFF had him at 47.2, 69.7, 61.2, but he's 6'2", 241. I mean, you know who? Actually, that Darius Masao, that guy was one that I looked at. He, uh, There's another guy from UCLA that's getting a lot of the credit, but I think he might be the better back there. Yeah, PFF looking good, man. 76.7, then he dipped to 61.8, but right back up to an 81.7. So he's looking solid there. Um, when you go to the top the- Sorry. Tyron, no, um, people have said that he's kind of a paper tiger. He hasn't ever graded out very well. For whatever reason, people still think that he is the NFL quality. But to me, I don't know. That guy seems like a big bust potential. But then there's also um, the boy, uh, there's Eichenberg from Ohio State. And then there's that other one who's got the, just the most bad name ever, or the bad, you know, what name ever for a linebacker. I think it's what's, can you scroll down a little bit? What's his name again? Uh, Steel, steel, steel chambers. chambers. Come on, bro. Steel chambers. Yeah. Come on, dude. Yeah, he's definitely a Second Amendment guy, and he <laughs> he, <goes out> about, <laughs> he graded out 64.7, 67.6, 63.3. Um, we go back up. Michael Barrett was on my list, wasn't he? Um, look at his PFF grade: 69.4, 75.7, 84.3. But six foot two thirty nine. His size is going to hurt his RAS. All obviously. these linebackers—they're not big anymore. Linebackers are six foot six two, two thirty, two thirty five. Like I remember the days, I want dudes with the neck rolls. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't even move. And Jeremiah Trotter Jr. The reason he dipped so far on my list was because the thirty third team. If it, if if you removed all the thirty third team data, man, seventy one point four, eighty six point nine, eighty five point seven. Like he, I'm not going to be surprised if he comes out and he's an absolute stud. Now they've got him ranked eighty first, and I said he dropped on my board. Um, where did he end up on my board? They had him 81st, and I've got him at 79. So I feel better about that. So I, I feel like I've, I've been hating on him here lately, and I don't want to because I think he is going to be a good football player. It's just Junior Colson's the one that's kind of still in everybody's heart. But you see, he's—I mean—he's ranked 65th according to the according to PFF's big board: 48.5, 75.5, 81.7, 6.3. 247. His if he runs. If he runs a good forty, if he if he hits all the you know all the 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 forty the shuttle all that stuff, his RAS is going to be through the freaking roof with that height and weight, man. I mean, yeah. six three two forty seven, that is a monster. Um, and there's Peyton Wilson, PFF has him as the highest ranked linebacker in this draft, six four two thirty eight. His his RAS will be through the roof, fifty nine point three, sixty nine point five, eighty nine point nine. So, um, going to be interesting to kind of see uh, who shows out tomorrow there. When it comes to the linebacker position, Tim, you got anybody you want us to look at or anything, man? Any anybody come to mind for you, Bo? Uh, Tyrese Knight, I think that's how you say his name. UTEP, six two two thirty five. All right, let's go here. Let's Tyrese Knight. Tyrese Knight. Ooh, Jordan Morgan's another one too. Let's see here. Well, he's way down here, Tim. Let's see. Man, uh, not, he's not even. He's not even on their list. What the heck? Do you think he he might fall in the edge category? Uh, right. possibly. What was his? Uh, let me add Tyrese Knight is what he said. Um, and you got to Y R I C E. I think that's how I think you say that Tyrese. I could be wrong. Tyrese. Yeah, like, um, yeah. so NFL Draft Buzz has him ranked their 17th overall linebacker. Gotcha. So he's way down the list. Um, four six. He's six foot. Uh, two thirty five. Got yeah. a good arm span. Um. He's got decent numbers, though. A lot of people are saying he's a good he's a good linebacker. I had not heard of him projected into the seventh round. Those are the names, like I said, I want to write down because you guys mentioned these late round names. Because my board, I'll, I'll be completely transparent. Like when I get to one fifty, I start telling off. Like I, I'm I'm not, you know, it's such a crapshoot after that. Um, and what I like to do on day three of the draft is I like to key in on Daniel Jeremiah's remaining top prospects and going back to the thirty third team big board so let's do that real quick why don't we uh as we're still on linebacker um i'm gonna try to pull up the 33rd teams real quick and let's look at their horizontal board and see what their linebackers look like real quick give me just one second you guys say do you know anything about maris lefou lou fow from notre dame because he's been consistently in the top 10 and some of them i've seen uh like on our draft on that draft network mock site he's consistently the top three linebackers yeah. yeah, you know, he's he's not a player like as I watched Notre Dame, I never found myself going, God, he's a stud, but he was just solid, right? He was he was right. always a solid player. Um 
Uh, so I, you know, I, I'm not not 100 sure, um, but we can look him up since we're going to jump over here to the 33rd team real quick. Let me uh, pull that up. I want to look at their horizontal board. You guys can see this, right? No, uh, no, no. You can't. You can't see anything. Can you blind as a bat? There we go. There it is. I promise that wasn't error. A user error there. Um, all right, so let's do this. Let's just limit it to linebacker and D tackle since that's what's going to be running tomorrow. Okay, so here's their horizontal board. You see nothing, nothing in the seven, nothing in the six point nine, nothing in the six point eight. Then when you get into six point seven, you got three defensive linemen. You got Newton out of Illinois, Jerzon Newton. You got uh, Byron Murphy out of Texas, and then Tavondre Sweat out of Texas. Anytime you got two players that play together on the defensive line, I get nervous Me because. Too. You don't you, you don't really know how good they are because you had two you had two good players dominating at a lower 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 level of competition right and and it's like they could get to the the league and they're both average but the fact that they were good in college and on the same defensive line you know that can throw a wrench in the stuff so um, here is their top linebacker Junior Colson at six point six and then you got Gray out of uh, North Carolina at a six point six and Peyton Wilson at a 6.6. So that's definitely their top linebackers. I'm probably not zoomed in enough for you guys. I'm sorry. Let me get on in here a little bit. Um, so that's how their linebackers sit. Now, in that same 6.6 at defensive tackle, they've got Wingo um, out of LSU. And then you got to go down to the 6.5 range for Darius Robinson. We talked about him, how he's just soaring up draft boards right now. And then you got Taylor, um, Taylor the third out of Miami. You got Aura Aura. Uh, out of uh, Clemson, and then you've got my boy Chris Jenkins at a 6.5. So we'll dive into the defensive lineman next. But anything else y'all want to hit as far as linebackers? I thought it'd be cool to kind of cross-reference um, those. As you go down here, this is where you see Edrin Cooper coming at 5.9. Um, Edrin Cooper's there. The uh, Ulo Fashio, I think is how you say it. He's yeah. down there. You got Ford from Texas. You got Ockenberg from Ohio State. Jeremiah Trotter Jr. with a 5.9. This stuff may change too as the combine comes in. They take that stuff real serious. You got Sermon out of Cal Hunter. There's your guy from Notre Dame you mentioned. He's at a 5.8. So you see these guys are real low. Barrett, real high on my board. Now, people wow. are going, hey, you incorporate the 33rd team, but Barrett's that low on the 30 or, you know, on your board. How is he that low, right? Let's take a look at that. I'd like to know that. What did Barrett? What's Barrett on my draft board here as he came in? Where did he come in at? Um, he was kind of high, wasn't he? Am I thinking right? He was definitely in the top. Okay, there he is at 148. So his PFF ranking from 2022 was 135th. His PFF ranking for last year was 25th. His consensus big board was 205. And then he was 196, according to the 33rd team. Wow. So, yeah, that's that's really interesting that – that's that's one of those guys that kind of keeps popping up for me. So, what well, I I've got one from Bama that I don't see unless we missed him. What about Dallas Turner? Dallas Turner, I think as an edge. Yeah, he's definitely he's an listed edge. as an edge. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely an edge defender. He's right up here at the top, six point eight. If we added edge to the horizontal board, he's he the thirty third team has him as the best edge defender, just slightly ahead of of Latte. Okay. Lake. I got so, I got him as a linebacker. I got a. Yeah. I got to change my list. Nope. Yeah, it, it's and it's tough, man, because, you know, it, it's very rare they'll convert over because edge is so much more, you know, valuable, you know, when they get to the league. So they're going to force someone to play edge if they're better at edge than linebacker. And and times have changed in the NFL, man. Um, you know, it again, it's, it's important to understand the difference between edge and linebacker because that's where people get crossed up. We heard it all year last year. It's like we I can't believe we're playing two down linemen. I'm going, God Amati. These outside linebackers, guys, are 280 pounds. What are we talking about here? <laughs> two, they're literally two, they start the season at 265 and they finish the season about 280. Um, seems like so. Um, yeah, speaking of that, Jacob, look at the screen real quick. Got something for you, big dog. There you go. Oh, geez. Yeah. Huh? I don't know. Where it's in the morning. Come on. <laughs> quick little glimpse there. All right, uh, let's see. Real quick, that Michael Barrett again, smaller guy, six foot, two thirty nine, ran a decent forty at four five, but um, he's twenty four and almost a half years old. So I don't know if that really is a big mm. deal, but he's he's an old man. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Why the thirty thirteen left? So he'll be a late round pick. There's no doubt about it. So yeah, um, that he'll be one of my guys. It was like Devontae White when the Packers took Devontae White. He was the best on the board, and I was just sitting there going, I would take Devontae White here in a heartbeat. 
and and every you know everyone there's many people on Twitter going nope he's too old for the Packers and they drafted him right so um, if we do get to that range let's say you get around pick 200 and Michael Barrett's sitting there and he's 24 years old this is what amazes me about people saying they're too old. When you're going into the draft, 24 years old is too old. And then the second they hit an NFL roster, it's, well, he's young, he's a rookie, he doesn't have experience. Like, what are we – what's the rule here, guys? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like Sean Clifford. One of the reasons that the Packers drafted Sean Clifford and it caught people off guards because of his age, right? But you yeah. hear Matt LaFleur talk about Sean Clifford, and it's like, this dude's a gamer. He's, play, he's played more football than Jordan Love. That's just wild to me to think about that. And, and that stuff matters. I know it's college, but it still snaps, right? So – um, yeah, with that being said, we, we kind of looked at the defensive lineman there a bit. Let's focus on it on my draft board real quick. My top defensive lineman, they will be in the green. I know it's hard to read, but I'll, I'll kind of pluck them out for you guys. We won't go edge. We'll just go defensive line. Jerzon Newton, I've got in the 14 spot, okay? Then I've got Byron Murphy in the 19 spot. Um, then you climb down to Devondre Sweat at 27, Okay. And then you go down to the next defensive lineman is Chris Jenkins at 38. Now, people were going, Clayton, I thought you said he was your, your favorite defensive lineman. It doesn't mean he's highest on my board. There's a difference. This is like the quarterbacks last year. People were like, I think it was uh, Justin from Packernet uh, Podcast Graphics. He was like, Clayton, I'm not letting you back away from that. You said, you said that uh, uh, Anthony Richardson, you didn't like Anthony Richardson, but he was real high on your board. My board removes all of my opinions. This board right here is people that I trust, analytics I trust. That's how I compile the board. When people ask me to break down the quarterback position, I went and watched the tape and said, all right, I like them in this order. I like Bryce Young. I like C.J. Stroud. And then I liked, uh, I think it was uh, Anthony Richardson. And then I liked, um, no, I liked Will Levis, then Anthony Richardson is how I like them. So the same thing with linebackers. When we went back and looked at the linebackers, my personal opinion, I like Jeremiah Trotter Jr., then Junior Colson, then Edrin Cooper. Now, when you look at the 33rd team, it's hard for me to disagree with former execs, former coaches, and say, nah, you know, you know, now nah, forget their opinion. Jeremiah Trotter Jr. is the best linebacker in the draft because I like him the best. But they're going to take size into account way more than I would. So, anyway, that's how the defensive linemen shake out there in the top 50 on my board. As we climb on down the board here, um, 50 to 100, you've got Orahora coming in at 72. Um, and then you've got, uh, Maki Wingo, defensive lineman from LSU, coming in at number 80 spot. And then you've got Braden Fisk out of Florida State coming in at the 88th spot. Tyler Davis right behind him. I like that name, don't you, Jacob? Tyler Davis out of Clemson. Um, <laughs> and then you've got Michael Hall Jr. out of Ohio State in the 92 spot. And uh, then we got Brandon uh, Dorless, I think is, is how you say his name, out of Oregon in the 100 spot. So that's how my – top defensive line shakeout. Jacob, you got any that you want me to pull up here as we comb back through 33rd team, then we'll jump back to PFF. No, I mean, I'm kind of – I don't know what I think about the class of the the big guys. I mean, you guys know I love Devondre Sweat, but like you talked about, I, I can't tell if Sweat's just a giant beast of a man that's actually good or is it because he's next to Byron Murphy for his career, mm -hmm. vice versa. Um, Makai Wingo, that guy's a little interesting, but he's, he's kind of by himself um, – I haven't gotten to watch any tape on him yet, which I'd like to. I like Jenkins personally as well. I think that that's just a, yeah. seems like a really solid guy. Um, I was going to check out Fisk and Doorless because I haven't watched any tape on them yet. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I don't know what to think, to be honest. It's kind of a one of those positions where I don't see us drafting them early, so I'm sure we will. Uh, <laughs> right. It always so, happens oh, like that, right? That's probably oh. what I should do is, is – start looking yeah. into the positions where I don't feel like that I have any need to, because that seems like, yeah, it always sneaks up on us that we're like, Oh, okay. Think of that. All right. Tim, what about you? Any defensive lineman, man? Um, kind of under the radar guy from Duke, Dwayne Carter. Yeah. They got, got him. At, they got him at 6.2 on 30, Not little Wayne, big Wayne. Big that's, big, that's big Wayne right there. Six, <laughs> six, three, three Oh five. Dang. All right. Um, I don't let know see, what let me see where I've got Carter out of Duke. Let me see if he made my list here because I don't remember seeing him on the list that we just read off. Let me climb down one more slot here. Uh, Carter, Carter, Carter out of Duke. There he is right there at Dwayne Carter, 115. So, okay. yeah, sitting around a 115 spot for me. Sweet. All right. Good deal, Dwayne. man. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and drop that down, and we're going to hop back over to the uh, PFF. 
screen and see how they feel about some of these guys. Let's sort this. Can you – you guys probably can't see it yet. There you go. Bang. All right, now let's go – let's look at the defensive line here real quick, then we'll get back to the chat. Um, Tim, if you want to start marking some in the chat there too, any anything that we need to hit on, make sure there's no super chats for me. I appreciate it, Bubba. Um, all right, so some of those names that we mentioned. Here's PFF's rankings. They got Byron Murphy in the 11th spot. They got Jerzon Newton in the 20th spot. So they got Byron Murphy ahead of Jerzon Newton. You guys know on my board I've got Newton ahead of Murphy. Um, then it's Chris Jenkins in the 55 spot. Uh, Braden Fist, that, that – Chris Jenkins at 41, I would be totally – I would be so on board with that, dude. Um, Braden Fisk in the 59 spot, and then you got uh, Rook Oroora um, out of Clemson at 69. I think I'm saying that name right. Um, yes, you are. Okay. I've heard some people say Roro Ro, and I'm going, I don't think that's right. Brandon Dorless, um out of uh, Oregon at 79. Tavondre Sweat coming in at the 90 spot. Michael Hall Jr., 95. Uh Tim's guy, Dwayne Carter, there he is, 102. So they're they're pretty high on him, man. His PFF grade, 70.1, 86.3, 70.0. What did we see Goody do with Jaden Reed the year before? Yep. He went back a year. So Big Wayne, we got to put a star next to Big Wayne. Yeah, man. Goody, go back and look at the 2022 tape. He might fall in love with him there. So Is, there, uh, is Christian Boyd on this list by chance? Christian Boyd, there he is, Ooh, 128. Northern That's Iowa. That's my Northern guy. Iowa. There we go. Yeah. What What are they? Uh, uh technical college. What What do they do over there at Northern Iowa? They Jay breed Jay. defensive linemen. That's what they do. <laughs> and they make they make corn. Six, <laughs> six foot four, three hundred and seventeen pounds. PFF grade sixty seven point six, eighty eight point five, eighty eight point one. Jacob, he's a red shirt senior. What is he? Seventy three years old though. How old is he? He could be seventy. <laughs> He's probably 24, I would imagine, right? See if they got his age on his card here. I may have it right here. I'm not sure. Let's go first look. Um, they don't have his age. That's not good, Jacob. <laughs> Under age, they just got Social Security. That's all they got. <laughs> Ninth um, year senior. Van <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Wilder. I'll tell you what, <laughs> he, he may drop because of But remember what Goody said, too. Remember the video we played yesterday. The NIL and stuff, it, there's a lot less underclassmen coming out. So you're going to see the sure. average age of the drafted player this year is going to go up significantly. It really is. So uh, something else. Is there anybody else you guys want to look at defensive lineman-wise? Um, no, I don't think so. All right, good deal. Scroll, scroll down just a little bit. Yeah. I wanted to see. So Tyler Davis, I wanted to see how he – dang, he actually grades out pretty well, doesn't he? Yeah. Why do they not have ages for some of these guys? What I don't know. Them? It drives me insane. Yeah. Yeah, so so Tyler, yeah. Tyler Davis, 6'2", 300, right? Uh, 300 pounds, that is. Um, ranked 147th. His PFF grade, 70.8, Whoo! What about uh, Leonard Taylor out of Miami? Did we go over him? Yeah, Leonard Taylor's a little bit higher. He is ranked 110th. Um, his P, uh, he's 6'3", 305. PFF grade 71.7, 87.3, 74 A little bit up and down, but Tim, there's another one, dude. 2022 grade through the roof. Mm -hmm. so you, you have a down year in 2023, drop a little bit like Jaden Reed did. Goody's sitting there with a with a biscuit waiting to sop it up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, wouldn't surprise me one bit. All right, let's see. We're at the 46 minute mark. Um, let's go to the chat. Y'all want to go to the chat for a minute? Yeah. I feel like we've neglected the chat. I feel like I'm letting my boys down in here and the ladies too. Um, what we got, uh, Peter Stone in the chat said, I like Nathaniel Watson, late seventh round. Okay, all right, Nathaniel Watson. Well, that's a what was, do we know what position is it a linebacker? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta take a quick, a quick gander here just to see what PFF has on him. Nathaniel Watson, I wish I knew what school, but I should be able to find the name real quick. Let me just see what PFF says if he's on the list. He may not be on the list. He is not on the list. Those are the ones that excite me because it's like, okay, they're not even on the list. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's those are the fun ones. Uh, is he from Mississippi State? Maybe. Yes. Yep. Okay. He grades out as a five point seven. Um, uh, to keep to put that into perspective, the lowest grade according to the thirty third team five point four, five point five, five point six. He's sitting at five point seven. So he's Yo, in that. It looks like he'll get drafted. And uh, according to NFL was he is the 99th percentile in tackling. Apparently, this guy is the one of the best tacklers in college football. 
see. He's after my heart already. <laughs> good, good call there, Peter. Good call, man. Um, let's see what else we got. Andre says, who do you think will be the front four of the defense on week one? That's a great question. Ooh. Let's talk about that. Let me uh, let me go. I feel bad having Jacob's mug covered up. There we go. Um, who do we think will be the front four of the defense on week one? Kenny Clark's a shoe-in, right? Um, let's, let's build from the inside out. Let's go Kenny Clark. Let's start there. He'll be – what I want to see him play is more of the nose. I want to see him play more nose in the 4-3. What that means is he's going to be the guy playing more of the A-gap, more of the one-tech. It's very rare in a 4-3 you'll have someone playing a zero-tech. You've seen a ton of zero last year. And what I mean by zero is lined up directly across from the center, right? And when we say, you know, one-tech, that's in between the guard and the center. And then, of course, the three-tech is in between the guard and the tackle. Um, I want to see Kenny playing that one, right? in that four, three. And, and there's going to be many times that they'll still line up similarly that they did last year, as far as, you know, just the D tackles directly over the guards. What you're doing is trying to, you're trying to make that center, make a decision and you're trying to isolate the edge rushers coming off the edge there against the tackles. So I think you'll get Rashawn Gary on one side, you'll get Preston Smith on the other. And then it's going to be, there's going to be some camp battles. The camp battles, in my opinion, are going to be Preston Smith and Lucas Van Ness for that opposite edge spot. If they feel like Preston Smith has got it just absolutely locked down and, and Van Ness isn't competing, I wouldn't mind to see them kick Van Ness inside and compete for that other spot inside as well. So, you know, what kind of camp battle are you looking at? Let's say that Preston Smith does lock up the edge position. Then who's going to be competing for that other defensive line spot? You got Devontae Wyatt, you got Carl Brooks. The only reason I mentioned Devontae Wyatt before Carl Brooks is the draft status. If you remove the draft status, I would say Carl Brooks. Devontae White and Lucas Van Ness. Those three guys competing will be a lot of fun for that second defensive line spot. Um, how do you guys see it? Uh, Tim, what do you think? Jacob, what do you, what do you guys, whoever wants to go first, who do you think will be the starting front four on defense in week one? I go mean, ahead, Jacob. <laughs> I would definitely say, in my opinion, Preston is really capable at setting the edge. And I think that with that new 4-3 scheme that they'll want a bigger bodied guy, I, I'd, I'd like to hope that Van Ness can get to that point but in my opinion I think you'd have Preston on one edge obviously Gary the other Kenny in the middle and I I think that Carl Brooks deserves a chance to to be that main guy um I think Wyatt maybe on third downs would sneak in there kind of thing but yeah yeah first first and second down I would love to see big Carl Brooks in there just chucking dudes and, and that's the other thing too is like because you need one less defensive lineman in the base defense to me, now all of a sudden you're a lot deeper at defensive line. And Carl Brooks, the versatility, being able to play edge like you did at Bowling Green, Tim, like that, that's a huge factor too, man. What do you think about uh, the defensive line? How would you see it? I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of rotation either way about it. Um, TJ Slayton comes to mind in, inside there. I, I'm i with you, though. I'd love to see Carl Brooks see the field more but I, I definitely think it's going to be as of right now it would be Preston and uh Rashawn on the edges for sure um you know inside you know Devontae Wyatt it's one of those things this could be a year for him you know he can make that leap and uh we could see some more consistency out of him but um I'm with you and Jacob man I want to see Carl Brooks on the field yeah really do yeah I, I he he showed enough man he, he dominated in camp and everything just he, he, I, I want to see him out there too, man. Uh, Gerald Lee uh, become a, a member of the PTA posse. I know he's been a member before, probably re up. Appreciate you, buddy. He has a super chat here as well. Thank you so much for the support. He said, Brian Gudikins is a genius. He said, not necessarily free agent safety. So we draft three safeties, laughing emoji, praying emoji. Um, hey, with the way the safety class looks, uh, you know, here Jacob came in the other day and threw a wrench into everything and, and showed us uh, Javon. What was his name? Javon uh, on Bullard. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, hey, draft him too. Let's go. If they took three safeties in this draft, uh, Gerald, I, I'm telling you, I would be I'd be over the moon about it because I, I do think it's somewhat loaded. And if you swing two or three times, you're going to hit on one, right? Yep. And it's been so long since we've had a solid safety. Look at every Super Bowl team for the Packers. Think about this. Yep. Go back to 96, right? And who was the safety? Leroy. Leroy Butler. Go back to – 2010, 2011, who was it? Nick, Nick Collins, right? I mean, you can you do it all across the board. You can see that some of the great defenses, they had really good post safeties, right? That that what I refer to as center field. Um, 
it's so important, man. And Leroy played all around. Leroy would blitz. Leroy would play in a box and yeah. he would be deep. But, um, you know, safety is – it is what it is. You're putting your best – one of your best defenders in the middle of the field, right? And that's why when we talk about the importance of these positions, I want the strongest part of this defense to be right through the center of the field because you've got three extra defenders that are the out-of-bounds lines, right? Um, it's so important to build the nucleus of that defense right up the middle. Kenny Clark, I think, has still got it. And I think he's going to flash more than he did uh, in the 3-4s as, as we switch to this 4-3. I think Lucas Van Ness may su- uh, surprise people too, guys. 4-3, um, especially Robert Sala style of 4-3, it is downhill. It's one gap and go. It's just, hey, look, you just attack the line of scrimmage. There's none of this hey, let's control the line of scrimmage. It's everyone play kind of aggressive up front. Now, it was cool hearing Mark Towser's take on that. Uh, Wildy asked him yesterday on their show, what's, which one is it? Is it tougher to block against as far as the run game? And he was like, it, you know, he said, definitely it's harder to block in the running game against the 34 defense, but now fullbacks are gone, right? And he, he was kind of talking about that with a 34, you had to kind of, look a little bit past your assignment because everyone is more spread out, right? You've got kind of everything closer to the line of scrimmage as a 4-3. But now you're playing with one back. Uh, the majority of the, of the league is, so things have changed a bit. But, yeah, I'm I'm good with it there, buddy. Uh, Jer- I always screw his name. I don't know if it's Gerald or Jarrell. How would you say his name there, Jacob? He's told me a thousand times. I'd Jarrell. say Jarrell just because of the way that double R, Jarrell. Jarrell. See, Jacob is my English teacher on the side. You guys don't know that. He's been teaching me, teaching me the English language. Jarrell went on to say that Javon Bullard can play nickelback too, and he really can. And that's another cool thing about, like, I think three of the six safeties that I watched, a lot of them played into that slot role, which would be kind of cool to see. Also, Jacob's favorite band of all time. So that's nickelback, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Three doors, nickel, creed, and smack. That's my favorite band. Three doors in green smack. Oh, what was that song they had that everybody made fun of? Couldn't be a wise man. All of them? <laughs> All yes. of them? I was thinking it was, uh, look at this, what was it? Look at this. Oh, look this photograph. Oh, it was look at this pinky. That's what it oh, was. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Off the rails again. The pinky will stay in the holster. I promise you guys. Uh, thank you, Jarrell. We appreciate you, buddy. Um, thank you for the super chat. Let's see what else we got here. Um, Sam H says, will Caleb Williams versus J-Love be a great rivalry for years to come? Fields versus Love was not a rivalry. It wasn't. Um, we transferred that ownership right over to Jordan Love, didn't we? There's no doubt about that. Caleb Williams. You guys know how I feel about Caleb Williams. I think he's got all the talent in the world, but I don't like the antics, man. I'm, I'm a little Yeah, he uh, to me, and this is what I always ask people: name the quarterback that had the attitude, the cockiness, the and 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 this isn't a Cam Newton cockiness either. This is a a cockiness like I'm going to try to disrespect my opponent. I'm going to write you know f your school on my on my fingernails, and he just seems to me it's like. I've asked people this. Who who can you think of that was just kind of very outgoing like that, that succeeded at the NFL level? Think of the great quarterbacks. You're, you're talking about taking this guy with the number one pick, right? And, again, he's got all the talent in the world. But would you say he could be Peyton Manning? I don't think so, right? Could, the only one that comes to mind that's even close would be, like, Baker Mayfield. And, look, right. at Baker, Baker Mayfield has not had, quote, unquote, a great career. He's He's struggled a lot. I think unfairly because I think I think he's played well enough that if he didn't have the attitude that he did, mm-hmm. the people would respect him more. You know right. what I mean? So and then look at the opposite end of the spectrum. Who stood out the most of the rookie quarterbacks last year? It was Bryce Young. CJ, oh, I'm not sorry, Bryce Young, but CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. Look at his demeanor. Dude's a leader in every. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's just something to that. And and that's the only thing that worries me. If I had the number one pick, I'd be sitting there going, guys, we got to get this right, man. If you get this one wrong, you're setting your franchise back another three years. Like they have every single time they've taken a quarterback in Chicago. You know what I heard, Clayton? What? Nobody went to his birthday party. I, you know, I heard that too. None of his teammates went to his None birthday his teammates party. teammates went to his birthday party. So think about that. If, if Oh, Callahan. If Bo Callahan and Caleb Williams is not going number one, does that mean they're going to take the top linebacker? Because didn't they go with Mac? Uh, what was his name? Yeah, uh, 
I should know this. I've watched that movie five. I know, me too, dude. What the heck? Max Strong? No, Mac. Mac. Uh, from Wakanda. He's from Wakanda. Yeah. University of Wakanda. Yeah, exactly correct. Um, all because he handed a football to a fan, which ended up being his his sister who was yeah. sick with cancer. Like, what a crazy movie, dude. I love it. I watch it every year, bro. Me too. I watch it every year. And then I'm trying to think of the actor's name that passed away. He's an absolute treasure, man. He he done such a good job in Jackie Robinson, uh, the Jackie Robinson movie. Um, what was his name that played played that linebacker? I That's should know. And the Wakanda guy, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, he's a great actor guy. And, and it the fact that I don't know his name says a lot about him because he wasn't like one of these guys that was just always out in the public. He just did freaking phenomenal work, man. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously, that no one knew he was sick. And uh, on, chat, help us out. Who's the? What's the guy from Wakanda? Main well, I'm going to Google. Y'all talk for a minute. I'm finding this guy. <laughs> yeah. I hey, say if you guys have never watched Draft Day, you have to watch Draft Day before the day of the draft. Kevin Costner, Chadwick Boseman. Thank you. Thank there you. There it so is, Chadwick. I, I want to say Chaz, but I know it's going to mess it up. So yeah. Chadwick, yeah, he's just a such a good actor, man. That dude is just freaking awesome, man. Absolutely awesome. Go watch Draft Day if you haven't seen it. A little bit cheesy. I love it, man. I had I someone that. do my taxes. I had my tax guy where I call him the magic man. He's absolutely awesome. Um, had him over at the house the other day. We were eating some enchiladas. He was doing my taxes. And uh, I mentioned Draft Day to him. And I said, man, it's cheesiness. And he just grinned. And I'm like, you've seen it, ain't you? And he went, I love it, Clayton. He said, I, I, I've watched that movie 500 times. <laughs> I was like, thank, thank God I'm not the only nerd, man. So he's a big Dolphins fan. Uh, grew up in the, uh, in the 70s, so. Love the, the Dolphins, the undefeated Dolphins, all that. So there you go. You got some Dolphins talking here too, man. We covered it all. What you guys got? Let's go around the horn here real quick. Tim, you got anything for me, Buck? Uh, just interesting to see what happens with safety. I hope we bring in a lot of, lot of competition. I'm, I'm a big <laughs> Anthony Johnson Jr. guy, and I think that that might be the push he needs. Um, little mm -hmm. camp battle to see if he can really be that guy. Um, you know, maybe he's a solid number two safety, you know, maybe he's not the starter. Um, but you know, we'll see. That's, that's what I'm watching safety and linebacker pretty closely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Sam H says, thanks for answering my question, fellas. I, I take it your answers to be, you're not thinking Williams will make bears quarterback relevant. Um, like I said, man, he's, he's got the talent. It's just how, what's his leadership's going to be leadership going to be like, right? That's going to be the big thing. Um, and that's so much of what the NFL is. I mean, you've seen it with Jordan Love. If you went and watched the second half of the season last year, you'd say Jordan Love's got as much arm talent as anyone in the league, right? If you go watch the first half, you go, man, his decision making's bad. His accuracy is off. Um, and it's just like the team wasn't gelled. That's on the quarterback, whether people want to admit. I love these people that get so upset when you say, you know, wins isn't a cornerback stat. Okay, name the great quarterback that didn't win. I'll wait. It matters. It matters, man. It's why. Hello. <laughs> Pull it up, Tim. I know we got it down there. Where's my boy at? Hello. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. Thank you, Herm. Um, <laughs> it's important, man. It, and it, it really, it's it, when you think of the great quarterbacks, who you think of? Tom Brady, right? How many championships? Okay. But wins don't matter for a quarterback. Right. Um, hell, even Brett. Brett only won one Super Bowl, but boy, they they dominated the 90s, right? Winning ball games. Right. Same thing. Aaron, same thing. Look at his win percentage. Um, Peyton Manning. If Peyton Win Manning hadn't won a Super Bowl, do you think he would be uh, as high up on the board as he is? He wouldn't, man. Joe Montana, same thing. Same thing. So there you go. But yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's gonna be interesting. Chris says uh, Caleb equals Russ William leadership issues, in my opinion. It, I, I think it might be a similar result, but a little bit different way of getting there, right? Russ is just very he's fake. I don't know how else to say. Do you guys see him that way too? Like he just yeah, cheesy. I, I would get in the huddle with him and be like, "Look at this! What are we doing?" Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being real. He seems like a nice guy. He just tries too hard, man. Um, yeah, he's that he's that that guy stuck in the friend zone. You know what I'm saying? He just <laughs> doesn't click. Doesn't click. Um, but uh yeah, and Caleb, I think, is gonna come off more like a Johnny Manziel type, you know, 
out there doing this stuff and everything. And next thing you know, he's he's hanging out in Vegas, like he said. Did you guys see that interview with him and Shannon Sharp the oh, other day? Yeah, that was brutal. That was off the rails, dude. Holy cow. <laughs> anyway, um, I hope it works out for his sake. I don't want to see any young young person in this country fail, man. I, I hope Caleb goes out and, and, and plays great, unless he is the Bears quarterback. You know, we hope say. he falls flat on his face. But um, it is what it is in that regard. We're always going to root against the Bears, the Vikings, and the Lions. So, all right, let's get out of here. Jacob, anything, bub? No, um, just to put a cap on it. Yeah, I think that Williams, it, it might be a – I think it's more of like a 10% chance it's a match made in heaven and more of a 90% chance that it's going to be more drama in, in Chicago because if he has any sort of fluctuation, which he will, he's a rookie quarterback, that Chicago media and that Chicago city is going to eat him alive, and he does not seem like the type of man that takes criticism well. So get your popcorn ready. We're going to have fun. Yeah. No doubt. I like Jen Wright's comment here. She says, Bears will make any quarterback a bust. That's a fact. The Bears still suck. Yes, Amen. sir. Yes, sir. All right, let's get out of here. Appreciate everybody in the chat. This was a lot of fun this morning, man. It flew by. I looked up and we were at the 40-minute mark. I'm like, oh, we're in trouble. So, uh, Tom Hine, welcome aboard. New member of the uh, PTA Posse. Same thing with Jarrell Lee. Thank you for the super chat, buddy. Of course, our man Emilio had to hop in and said enchiladas, yum. That's our, <laughs> that's our resident quarter Italian, quarter Mexican redneck from Tennessee. I got on here yesterday, and he was on the stream early prepping, and he was listening to Big Green Tractor, and I was like, there's no way this guy is a quarter Mexican and a quarter Italian. But he is. It's true. And that, <laughs> that's the diversity that we welcome here on Packers Total Access and Good Morning Lambo. So, all right, we're out of here, guys. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. We'll see you guys tonight for Packers Total Access Live. Jacob, one last flash there. There you oh, go, big oh. All right, have a good day. Uh, we will see you guys, like I said, this evening. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go Pack Go.